Alrighty, says we're live. Welcome to episode 92 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast, recorded November 8th, 2020. My name is Ian, I live on Vancouver Island, I'm an outdoor enthusiast, sport shooter, and my farm's designated handyman. I'm Alan, I'm a safety trainer, first responder, security expert, and overall safety nerd. As always, my name is Andrew, I'm a recovering libertarian, a firearms instructor at Ragnarok Tactical. And if you want to help keep help support the show, keep the Canadian Prepper Podcast on the air, buy some swag. We have both Canadian Prepper Podcast t-shirts and our tactical Velcro patch at prepperpodcast.ca. All proceeds go to help keep the lights on, the backup generator fueled. If you're enjoying the show, please take a few minutes and like us on Facebook and submit a review on iTunes. Also, we want your feedback, good or bad, or just... If there's a topic you want us to cover, you can email your feedback to feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. Send the hate mail. We love it. <laughs> we have some content to help pass the time for you this episode. Uh, we're going to start off with some preparedness-related news. Then we'll let you know what we did for our preparedness. It's our last episode. Then we'll get into the main topic, which is ways to be productive in a lockdown. News time. Uh, probably the most important thing that happened today is that we uh, learned that Alex Trebek has lost his battle with pancreatic cancer. He's a national treasurer on both sides of the border and master of the subtle jab. He was the first person to prove undoubtedly that you can be both kind and bully nerds at the same time. <laughs> the important part is that Trebek's battle is a good reminder for all of us to take good care of ourselves and get the appropriate medical test for our age and gender. Don't let cancer win. So, fair enough on that one, but with Saturday Night Live, I mean, they they used to have that, you know, Jeopardy with Trebek and, and Sean Connery, now they both died in, like, the same week. That's kind of harsh. Oh, uh, that that was... Those those two Trebek, are... Trebek, very... what's the difference between your mother and a shore? <laughs> I don't remember, but your mother's a whore. <laughs> Can I say that on this show? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Let's we'll push the button, everything will be fine. Um, the other the other uh, um, article that I linked to is a is a quick video from Global News. Uh, it is a uh, reminder that this coming Wednesday is Remembrance Day here in Canada. There are a lot of things that Canada can do better as a as a country, but overall we have it pretty good. Uh, the people in this across the world are literally dying to get what we have, and so we have nothing to do but thanks, uh, but give our thanks to the men and women who put themselves in harm's way on our behalf. Uh, any of the veterans that are listening or who may or may not be on the panel tonight. I give you my sincerest thanks. And the link, the article that I linked uh, discusses the liberation of Holland during the Second World War. Uh, it's my absolute and desperate hope that we never get anywhere close to this again. Those of us who uh, don't that, that lose track of the past are doomed to repeat it. It's up to all of us to carry on that legacy. So long story short, don't be like Whole Foods, wear your damn poppy. I mean, the irony, the irony of, of freedom or the dichotomy of freedom is that while I think it's an excellent idea for you to wear your poppy, I respect your freedom of choice to not wear a poppy. Yeah. It's the same thing with Christmas decorations. I choose not to put up my Christmas decorations until after Remembrance Day. I respect your right to do so. And that is why, uh, that, and that's the, you know, that's the, the thing that we, that we have is the, the freedom of choice that we wouldn't otherwise have if it weren't for the people that um, quite literally took bullets on our behalf. Well, except for employers taking the uh, the stand for you, I guess is another thing. Well, they they actually did back down on that eventually, but it's uh, it's that's neither here nor there. That, that was a bad decision on their part, and it's gonna it's gonna they're gonna suffer. Yeah. 
Uh, as for myself, uh, Vancouver enters into more COVID restrictions. So uh, not all of BC, just the Lower Mainland, uh, decided that they're going to introduce some new restrictions. So they're closing gyms and restaurants and groups of six or something like that. And But very specific to the Metro Vancouver area for reasons. Anyways. But that comes into play with our episode topic tonight because, uh, as it turns out, I'd actually heard some anecdotal stuff about uh, the rates of suicide going up during lockdown, during uh, the March to kind of June portion of this year. And, of course, immediately the fact checkers went on there and said, uh, yeah, don't worry, guys, it's all good, that's totally bogus, and don't worry about it. But I did a little uh, sleuthing here, and it turns out from the, uh, I got an article from the British Medical Journal, as well as the Canadian Mental Health Association, and they both said that, yeah, suicide rates have gone up, more people are thinking about it because they get bored out of their skulls and lose hope by sitting in a house by themselves for days on end. What? Losing your job and all of your income and going into massive amounts of debt, not being able to see your family and friends causes mental health issues? Yeah. Who would have thought? This is completely I'm unexpected. But the fact checker said it wasn't true. So, you know, like, take. Oh, well, okay. You know. <laughs> I, I don't know anymore. I don't have social media. I got kicked off. So, I'll take your word it for it. It didn't happen to me, therefore, it's not true. That's right. right. But yeah, well, I, I I can't interact with the fact checkers because I don't have the social media anymore. Because he's he got unpersoned. Ooh, that's the first step in being disappeared. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I guess I uh, more. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say I have a lot of guns there. Good luck to them. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna go as easily as it did for Stalin and Beria, then, eh? That's right. Yeah. All right, move uh, on to what we've done lately for preps. Um, you, as you can see from my background, my renovations are substantially complete. have a couple of little details to finish, a um, couple of minor details to finish as well. Um, dialing in my workout program, uh, it's been a, a long uphill battle, and it's getting better, but um, kind of fine-tuning a few things, but it's getting, it's getting better, and I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, shout out to some good friends who have helped me along the way. Um, checking in on the fire hazards in my pro- in and around my property after a, a string of major fires in my area for the last few weeks. Uh, I think there have been six buildings completely destroyed in three weeks, which is a lot for this part of the world. Uh, did some maintenance, did a maintenance routine on, the, on my new truck, uh, topped up the jerry cans in reference to last week's episode, and I got a new fire extinguisher because I should have a fire extinguisher. That's, that was my week. Andrew. A busy week. I feel like my my week's worth of notes pale in comparison to what Alan did in the last seven days. I mean, I'm always just trying to keep up with Ian. So, well, Ian seems to have more free time than the rest of us, but he also broadcasts from more hotel rooms than we do. So clearly, <laughs> uh, yeah. I uh, I Tom Sawyered a couple of my friends into repairing a snowblower that I picked up for nothing from a neighbor. And uh, one of my friends owns a small engine repair distribution company. So he has all the parts to fix the snowblower. So between getting him to get the parts from his warehouse and my other friend who's a diesel mechanic by day, uh, the two of them, I basically provided some beer and I now have a working snowblower for the cost of some beer. That seems like a damn good trade to me. It works for me. The neighbor wanted it gone. And I was like, yes, I, I will definitely take this and get rid of it. And I made a couple of phone calls and was like, hey, so I got this and it's this engine. Can I get like these six parts that I think I need to make it go? And yeah, uh, a couple of beers later and we got her fired up and the neighbor's like, wow, you made it run. Okay, well, I'd like it back now. Nope. 400 bucks. <laughs> yeah, no, finders keepers. <laughs> um, 
We also had a little uh, little brew day today. We made uh, twelve gallons of mead today. I turned uh, I turned honey into what I hope will be wine, or possibly vinegar. We'll find out in a couple of weeks. Uh, four gallons semi sweet show mead, four gallons of small mead, and four gallons of small orange ginger mead. It looked like you guys were having a great time. I got to say. Oh, we had a blast. Follow the the, uh, Ragnarok Tactical Canada Instagram to watch us dancing around in the kitchen, being drunk and acting like jackasses. It looked like a great time. I was was a little jealous I didn't get the invite. I mean, I'm not that far away. What is a show Well, I mean, uh, it's just a type of mead. It's like um, it uses a wine wine yeast instead of uh, an ale yeast, a beer yeast. Oh. I mean, like, Technically, yeast is yeast, but also yeast is like there are thousands of kinds and strains of yeasts. A car is a car, but a Corvette is a much better car. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of the that's not a terrible analogy. Uh, so this is a a, a semi sweet show mead is like a it uses a champagne yeast and it should be around twelve percent alcohol by volume ish. And it will be kind of sweet, so it's it's not going to be entirely unlike wine, like a like a dessert wine. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. It may also turn out to be vinegar. It's hard to say. We'll know in about two months. We uh, we had a bottle. I actually I had a bottle while the the boys were over today. And we were making mead, and I had a bottle that's been in at least two houses, so it's probably like five plus years. And we opened it up, and it says mead, and it was made by someone I know. And we're pretty sure it was actually white wine and or vinegar. Ouch. Wasn't a good, wasn't a good time. We didn't enjoy it terribly. But you finished it, I'm uh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, at that point, we had so much to drink. Does it really matter? <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's, like, it's like switching to Bush after a couple of, uh, after a couple of really nice beers because you're just not going to taste them anymore. Well, on the topic of really nice beers... I have what is possibly the greatest beer I have ever made. Uh, it says Guinness on the glass, but that's untrash. Turn that backwards. I made a milk chocolate stout about a month ago, and I bottled it last week, and I'm drinking it today. And it is quite possibly my finest achievement in home brewing. It is possibly the best beer I have ever made. Wow. It's very good. <laughs> the bar is set. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I also did a three-gallon Hefeweizen at the same time. I did the uh, the milk chocolate stout, so I bottled both of those up last week, and I started drinking them now because yeah, close enough to a week that it's drinkable. It's carbonated. It's good because sure. I uh, I naturally carb in a, in a bottle, so good enough. Hmm. And then uh, more renovations, not unlike Alan. I have basement renovations out the wazoo. All the carpet's gone, vinyl. Luxury vinyl plank flooring has been installed. My new office is set up. I have this beautiful, slightly off mint color room that I sit in now with this lovely echo that someday will go away as I put other things than my computer in this room. So I just need to finish. Where is that? Or is there a bunch of foam on the walls or something? Yeah. Well, I mean, once I get all the reloading presses and things moved down here, I'm sure it'll be fine. This will be my office slash gun room slash reloading room when we're all done, I think. So I just need to finish off the uh, the bathroom and the laundry room because the, the bathroom has a working toilet now. But it's really hard to wash your hands in. So <laughs> a few more exercises in plumbing and we'll be all set. You did, you did uh, not we for, also the, had, for the, the, like the, sink, the, the sink 
toilet like jail combination where they're all in one unit? No, <laughs> no, I did not do that. I separate like a civilized person. Uh, I mean, we also had the last. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My wife is going to go for that. Uh, we had the last service pistol match of 2020, or at least what I extract is the last service pistol match, unless there's anyone else in the country running service pistol at this point in the year. With a, a lovely 20 degree day in southern Ontario and good turnout of shooters, and I, uh, I'm reasonably certain that I won the uh, Royal Canadian Military Institute's zombie match. They had a little IDPA stage set up after service pistol uh, and ran all the RCMI people through it, and I'm pretty sure I won. I'm not surprised. I am. There were some really good shooters there. So what kind of targets did you do for a zombie match? Like, I'm I'm, I'm assuming they didn't, like, invite liberal voters into the field or anything. (laughs) They had... Have you seen online? It was a big deal a couple years ago. They had the bleeding zombie targets that was, like, with the dye packs in them. Yeah. Yeah, I remember those. Yes. So they had a series of those laid out in, like, an IDPA-style match, fire through some shooting ports at some zombie targets... Save the no shoot. Was a good time. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Awesome. As for myself, uh, work. As you can see clearly by my glorious background, I'm currently at work. Uh, no, yes. no, that's the best zoom zoom background I've ever seen. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's just stock photo. That's all it is. Um, I just found out on Zoom the other day. Actually, you can blur out your background. I didn't realize that, but anyways, oh, it's just a different background. If you feel so inclined, like a fake green screen kind of effect. Yeah, like, was that, uh, Gavin had that the other day? Oh, lots of people have those. It's like a thing that's built in now. Yeah. So other than that, uh, unlike Eric, who was a very bad prepper last week, the clocks changed, so naturally I changed the batteries on my smoke detectors, but Eric made no mention of that last week, so he gets uh, hung out to dry as a bad prepper. Uh, Let's see here. So did all that, uh, took a rubber mallet to all the... You have clocks on your smoke detectors? (laughs) Changed to the clocks universally in society. Therefore, the batteries in the smoke detectors get changed. That's the time. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. Spring and fall. Do you you know you can wire those in? Yes, but they have battery backups for people that have some power outages like myself. Ah. And I also have some standalone... There's still a battery that needs to be be replaced. Yeah, and I also have standalone battery powered only because of places like my shop, and I have a standalone CO CO detector next to the... or near the fireplace anyways. Uh, a couple other places that don't have hardwire power anyway. So yeah, I just change all the batteries out, take a rubber mallet to the fire extinguishers, all that type of stuff, just uh, twice a year, just to be sure it's all up to snuff. Uh, check the pressure on the fire extinguishers, all that. Once in a while, light off an old one for the kids, just for fun and practice. And uh, and when you service your fire extinguishers, you pick them, you like you remove them from the rack and like tip them upside down and make sure you can hear the the powder moving inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can give them a tap with a rubber mallet upside down. Yeah. So, um, yeah, of that. So, let's see here. I practiced my own UN depopulation agenda by taking care of a few roosters on the property uh, that finally came up to size after, like, an entire summer of crappy weather and not much eating, I guess, on their part. So, yeah, I took care of a few of those, and then just in time, my wife brought some new hens in. We'd actually sold some eggs to a friend of ours, and she'd hatched out baby chicks, and I guess she just got too many. So, she gave some back to us, which was nice, because they're just coming into point of lay now, which is good, because most of our chickens are getting older and got to maintain our, our weekly uh, sales of eggs and stuff which is good uh did some reloading uh although i'm in desperate need of a uh, precision powder scale for some long distance stuff but because uh, mine shit the bed and i had to get a 
well, I have to get a new one still. Um, but I've been reloading a bunch of nine lately and just doing a bunch of brass prep. I'm done for the year now with brass prep, pretty much, I think. Let's get some new stuff. Uh, let's see here. I installed a quick release. It sounds funny, but a quick release battery charging system on the quad on the car. So basically, it's a clip on system that has a little LED light showing you the level of the battery because I do a lot of stopping and starting with a quad on the farm. And so the battery runs down no matter what because it doesn't charge the battery well enough for those you know, 100 yard dashes I do with it. So uh, basically I can run up and I have this charger set up where I can just click it in and it charges, beeps when it's done and then you can just unhook it and be on your way. So it's also a universal battery charger. It's not limited to 12 volts or 18 volts or anything like that depending on the battery system. So it just takes care of everything for me which is nice. And as you can see by my fuzzy camera right now, I'm still waiting on a camera replacement for the podcast because Amazon and COVID, I guess it's like been six weeks, I think, waiting. You're just behind the curve on your OnlyFans account. That's all it is. That's what it is. I I placed an order for what was supposed to be an in-stock part on Amazon in August. Um, It was due to be, it was due to me last week and they updated it last week to say that I'll now receive it on the 25th of November. It's yeah, the world. I think so. FEMA uses the Waffle House index when they're assessing damage to storm ravaged parts of the of the U.S. And if the Waffle House closes, they know that it's really really bad. And they're going to assess the volume of damage. It's like this is a real thing. I, I'm not I'm not making this up. Um, I think we can start using the Amazon index, like the delays in shipping are an indicator of how bad the rest of the world is getting because they're so delayed it, it's uh um i think i think we're gonna end up with our own with it with our, our separate index i think so um yeah so i guess it's hard to do a paywall for your only fans when you when you don't have a good camera right so i mean also when you're ian <laughs> hey for all of our listeners out there in podcast land if you want to subscribe to my only fans five dollars to get nudes if you don't want them. (laughs) That's right. Pay not to strip. Uh, Main topic time, I guess. We uh, we should talk about why we're talking about this. So, as mentioned in the previous articles up above there, we don't want people getting uh, down in the dumps after potential lockdowns that are coming. It seems every other country in Europe right now, and I think parts of the U.S. now are starting to do the lockdown again, are they not? Well, I feel as soon as we call the outcome of the U.S. election the... The corona will either make a striking resurgence or a complete disappearance. Yeah, it depends on what they need to pass for laws, I suppose, right? I, yeah, unfortunately, I think we're we're leaning far more towards the uh, massive resurgence rather than the disappearance. Yeah. So I noticed that the, the UK just entered, or Paris especially, but the UK also entered another lockdown here. So, and I thought since winter's coming and they get snowstorms, like I was in Edmonton this morning and we had a massive snowstorm the night before, like six, eight inches fell down in like a couple hours and it was about like 45 minute ride to the 10 minute, you know, away hotel type of thing. How to tell someone's been on the West Coast for too long, a massive snowstorm is six inches. Well, okay, hold on a second. I used to live in Barrie and I know a meter of snow in a day. Internet inches or real inches? No, real inches. Like not, not six inches internet style, but like, you know. Actual in a couple hours though, which was amazing. But uh, I know in Barry, I used to get like a meter a day. It was just like living on a ski hill without the benefits of the ski hill. But still, it's a big deal. And uh, and of course, I come here it's plus twenty here. But uh, yeah, people get locked in, right? And unexpected snowstorms and everything else. And they might be with or without power. So 
boredom leads to trouble, despair, and we talked about before there, suicide. So uh, let's talk about how to deal with the idle minds. And well, I mean, number one is number one is have a plan, right? If if you just kind of bob along your day and just let stuff happen, then you'll end up with a lot of idle time and not really accomplish much of anything. Yeah, I mean, of course. Most of us call that Sunday, but don't don't <laughs> be like that for the rest of your life. Can't play Call of Duty forever either. Well, especially if you don't have any power or internet. Well, yeah, I have I mean, a whole team of programmers that work for me that would disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> what Call of Duty are they up to actually right now? Like, isn't like Call of Duty Six or something like that? It's got. A, I don't know. Man. Call of Duty like World War Eight zombie yeah. mode parachute. I think War Warzone maybe. I'm showing my age. I used to be a gamer. You know, Counter Strike One Point Six back in the day. Oh yeah, back in the day. Team Fortress. Oh yeah, all that stuff. Uh, turn of the century, literally. That's I, I was a uh, gamer. Yeah, yeah, it the really last, was. The last time I would have called myself a gamer was GoldenEye on N64. Nice, kicking it old school. Oh yeah, no, I, like I'm going way, way back. I actually have didn't, a Super Nintendo. Did enjoy some Super, GoldenEye. Uh, I have a I have a Super Nintendo in the basement that would probably work if we tried real hard. <laughs> I don't know that there's a TV in existence that would that would that would accept it, but we're getting you know it's, we, it's we got dongles, we can make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Tracy. Uh, just for Lister Tracy. Yeah, I was just at Edmonton for like twelve hours. I just had turned right around. Or else I would have made sure you your hubby uh, maybe could meet up for lunch or something. But yeah, no, I had zero time there last night. Um, anyways, so what can we do to kill time other than Team Fortress? Well, I uh, came up with a couple of ideas here. So. Uh, battery backup levels. If you have like a backup uh, battery system, one of uninterruptible power sources that isn't plugged in or something like that, whatever, just so you can check all those. If you still have power, maybe uh, power those up, get them all charged up. Brass prep and reload. If, you, if you're if you a reloader, you can always do the boring jobs that nobody else wants to do. I think you take care oh, of the time. There's always time to reload in the winter. It's too cold to go outside. You can't pick up brass in the snow. Well, I mean, you can, but it's kind of a pain in the butt. It sucks. Yeah. Actually, does your club uh, actually like consider the stuff in the bucket proprietary in the in the Rangers? Just a free for all. You just grab whatever you can. I mean, so like our our rule right now is like you bring it in, you pack it out, kind of like camping. Yeah. But that rule is less enforced in four inches of snow. Hmm. Like you make an effort if it's sitting on the top, but I mean, yeah. Take it if you can. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess other than that, if you're sitting inside and you have no power and you can't play Call of Duty, <laughs> you can always... Uh, I was trying to think of things get to actually... Get battery backup and play Call of Duty. Well, then you got to get online, too. Get a bigger battery backup and plug your modem into it. Yeah, I was going to say, if your battery backup doesn't run your internet, like, that's... that's yeah, like hold on a sec. Now, priority. your guys' local neighborhood nodes aren't affected by power outages? Ours aren't, no. They're all on. Uh, so I'm close enough that my local distribution point will run for about two to three days without power, and all of my equipment will run on a UPS for about 24. Oh, okay. So I'm, like, I personally am good for about a day. Yeah, it's interesting, because I, uh, if I have a power outage, I can power my rudder all I want, but nothing beyond basically the street has any sort of internet connectivity so yeah it depends on how close you are to the co and all the other all the other factors in that so like our our local distribution point is in my yard for our neighborhood ah and there's there's no power on that and the co is up the street and they've got a diesel generator on the co so it doesn't 
have any issue unless the diesel runs out and that generator runs for about three days on a normal load. Well, there you go. You could pretty much finish a game by then, couldn't you? Uh, uh, at least a round or two. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I came up with a couple other things here uh, with the internet being up, assuming that you're snowed in. Uh, learn how to do tech stuff. So if you want to learn how to do like video editing courses, maybe do some ham radio studying. There's a couple good channels on there. Um, uh, to do that, maybe learn how to do some website design, anything just to increase your skill set, maybe make some money on the side, uh, set up your own website if you like. I don't know. Uh, price shop, make a list of the cheapest items for your do and get list if you have a list of things you need to still uh, attain before the uh, short strokes of the zombie apocalypse are over here. You always have stuff that you still need to attain, no matter what. Yeah, pretty much. On that note, for those that don't have it, Get a do and get list. So, like, uh, you know, for the do list, you got to make your, you know, a list of things you have to take care of, either when the weather's, you know, wet or dry, cold or warm. Things you need to take care of around the house for your preps. Uh, the get list, obviously, if you have a uh, list of items you need to get, you got to prioritize it somehow, either by cost, uh, actual priority need, or store location. You can work that out. And because if I don't write it down, I won't remember. I guarantee it. So, I try and maintain a, a do and get list. Rule number three of life. If it's not written down, it doesn't exist. Exactly. It can um, also be a sign of low testosterone. Or old age. I do believe I'd... Right, I'd which is also a sign of low testosterone. That's <laughs> true. I think I'd still shoot first in the group here. So, I mean, yeah, like I'm, I'm, uh, I'm definitely the oldest one of the bunch. Uh, see here. Uh, fix small items. So, whether you have, like, a snowblower that doesn't work or anything else, you can just take care of that while the snow is falling in the comfort of your garage. Why not? If you bought it, you can always register for the warranty. Stuff you can do online. Just a thought. Of course, if you just get it for free from your neighbor, then there's no warranty to register. But. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I mentioned uh, the learning the new skill thing. So, like uh, for example, the pressure canning episode we did. I mean, we all talked about it. Maybe you went out to the garage sale and got your thing. But uh, hey. Why not try doing a round of pressure canning or something like that while you still have uh, the opportunity to? Or uh, if you don't have power, bake your fireplace bread, which is uh, basically requires a cast iron pot, uh, one of those ceramic style ones. And I put a YouTube video link in there to the uh, awesomest four ingredient fireplace bread recipe you can do. And then, uh, yeah, take it from there. I like the last one the best. Yeah. Well, test, test your, make test the bread. Your gear. No, no, no. <laughs> test your gear. Sorry, the last one on the list. Uh. Last one on my list, yeah. Test your gear outdoors and in. So if you, uh, your stuff. if you're feeling uh, sparky, I mean, yeah. If you're indoors, uh, there's some gear you can play with. But if it's snowing outside, put on your snowsuit, put on your snow gear, go outside and try it out and see what uh, what works and what doesn't. How cold you get, how how, how fast you get cold, and if it's uh, waterproof as you would like it or anything else. I mean, now's a good time to test everything, right? Also, don't you know? There's nothing wrong with moving all the furniture out of your living room and setting up your tent, which is also kind of fun. Well, they got to turn off the power in the house for sure. May or may not depend on your marital status. I would like to <laughs> remain married. <laughs> I, I, I suppose that's a that's a that's a house by house thing. Yeah, I I'm reasonably confident that if I start rearranging the furniture in my house, set my tent up in the living room, I'm going to end up single. Well, I mean, not if you're, so not for if all you prepper ladies out there, feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. <laughs> Slide, slide in Andrew's DMs there. That's, well, I can't, you can't DM you can't me. you got to email the show. I don't have social media anymore. <laughs> That's right. 
Um, yeah, so I mean, Steve Brown made a, a mention of stocking up on some raw materials. Well, we're assuming we're locked in for a snow, snowstorm, but yeah, I mean, you could always organize those things too. Yep. That's um, 3D printing, that's another thing you get into if the power is still Ooh, on too. That'd be fun, yeah. Somebody's mentioning a pump handle for an MRA Renegade. You can actually turn it into a pump action thing. It's kind of a neat thing. Yes, yes. Uh, a friend of mine was at a three-gun match recently where I was ROing and brought one of those out. Uh, do not recommend, okay. at least not with the whatever cheap plastic thing he had. He thought he had, if he got different, like, uh, it's not fiberglass, but some other different type of, like, filament that was stronger, a different type of plastic. Because mm. it lasted, like, 30 shots and then started to break down on him. Actually, Jesse brings up a good point, too, there. He says, um... Thanks for the Ham Radio Dropbox link I've been uh, providing to guys for the Ham Radio study course. Um, he's getting over 80% every time on the practice test, but he mentions a website called clairs.ca as a great online course that uh, runs every question in the database uh, through you. That's pretty there good. You so, learning online, you can do that while you're snowed in as well. Why not? Yeah, well, good. That's, that's excellent. And uh, I mean, I, I also appreciated that link. That got me through my test, and um, I've gone ahead and send some of that stuff off to my better half who's writing hers uh, in very short order as well so she'll be having she'll get her she'll be getting her license uh, before the end of the month cool so yeah I guess my final takeaway from all this was like you know if you are going to go through another lockdown or a, a winter storm and you're going to be sitting there on, on your behind for a couple of days if you haven't got a plan for the current day by the end of breakfast you've kind of failed as a prepper <laughs> so basically because like I mean there's no sense wasting the time right I mean it's time that you normally might not have if you have to normally go to work and you're snowed in or you know rather than sitting there getting all down the dumps because you're not, not getting anything done or anything else you're gonna get some positive mental feedback if you just you know get something accomplished time will pass faster you're gonna have a better attitude by the end of the day and yeah there's no, no downside to doing it whereas if you just sit in your ass eat corn chips and masturbate you know you know, we might be all slightly better, but not overly as as better. It's a it's a very short it's a it's a very uh very short period of feeling good for a very long period of <laughs> shame. I did forget to actually I forgot to actually one thing we clear the closet to make more room for preps. You can uh, take a bunch of stuff to the Goodwill store or make a, a pile to take to the Goodwill store once the snowstorm ends. Because I mean, <laughs> apparently you need rags and space for your yeah. Um, use socks, whatever. Like I mean, if whatever you used in that case. But yeah, no. Uh, seriously, if you've got extra clothes, hey, you'll feel better about yourself for uh, cleaning out your closet and giving away stuff to other people that need it, and you got more room for your preps. So Eric, if you're listening, you're not allowed to miss any more episodes. Things go awry when Ian's in charge. I started to start talking about eating corn chips and masturbating. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever you got to do, get that dopamine. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, and not one comment about that. It's so amazing. Anyway, Alan, you had some points too. Well, you just gave them a whole bunch of ideas. They're all very busy. For <laughs> They're like, what's this team? What's this team fortress? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, assuming that there's somebody else in the building with you, um, play games. One of the the things that you should be stocking up ah, on. Yeah, a little bit games. of mutual. Oh no, that's a different game. <laughs> I, I was thinking things like board games. Um, my my family has has been playing Catan recently, like Settlers of Catan. They've been enjoying that um, Monopoly. I will buy I usually, eighteen more wheat, sir. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, Monopoly, as long as you can do it without murdering somebody. Um, <laughs> 
chess, checkers, board games, card games. We play a lot of card games around here, especially when, now that it's getting dark at 3.15 in the afternoon. Um, those those are things that, that uh, will help take your mind off, off the time. Um, some of those games, things like chess, um, Risk is one of my one of my all time favorites, are great strategy games. They they help they do help develop your mind over time. Um, don't underestimate the importance of physical activity. You can work out at home with quite literally nothing other than your own body weight. Um, there are a million apps out there. There are a million books. There are a million websites, uh, probably more than a million websites that will give you hundreds, dozens to hundreds of body weight activities that you can do. Um, high intensity interval training is is one of the best ways to to keep yourself in shape. Um, plyometrics, you specifically, is a specific portion of training that uses uh, compound movements that will make your life a little bit better. Um, go through each room one at a time. Organize the closet. Organize the uh, organize the closet. Organize the room. Do that big purge that Ian was talking about. And also at the same time, maintain an accurate inventory and establish a home location for everything. So if you have a master list of your stuff and where it belongs, when your kids start arguing about no, it doesn't go in my room. No, I didn't have it. There's no arguing. You go to the list. It belongs in slot four A. Make it go. Super nerdy of me, but that's who I am as a person. Hey, back to the bodyweight exercise. You're thinking yeah. like uh, like prisoner style exercise where you're you know, doing push ups or like pushing yourself up on the wall or whatever. Yeah, so, stuff. well, yeah, I mean, push up, you know, simple, simple things like push ups, burpees, planks, um, mm, sit ups, burpees. burpees for days. You can, you, you can never go wrong doing burpees, one size fits all. Um, get on the edge of your couch and do uh, tricep dips. Um, you can make, um, push-ups more challenging by putting your feet up on the stairs and then moving up another step and then moving up another step. Um, challenge yourself to do more, um, challenge yourself to do it faster or to do more reps or to do something that makes it harder. Um, find a, an open rafter somewhere and do pull-ups if you don't have a designated pull-up bar. Like you can keep yourself, you can, you can keep yourself burning calories um, for a long, long time. The, uh, I'll always go back to Jocko because he's phenomenal. Um, Jocko's Give favorite. Jesus too. Well, I mean, you could do that too, but that's another episode. Um, but he said, like, seals don't have gyms. They do their work and then they do push-ups and then they do their work and then they do burpees and then they do their work and then they swim. Like, there's all kinds of stuff around your house. My my current uh, um, weight circuit includes uh, farmer's carry about. 400 yards that is two Lowe's buckets with 15 uh, with about 35 pounds of sand in each one and it was uncomfortable so I added some hockey tape to the, ta to the handle so that it was a little more comfortable to handle to carry but it doesn't take a whole lot to come up with a huge volume of exercises that you can do to keep yourself busy and get a similar dopamine hit that doesn't involve corn chips and chronic masturbation <laughs> If Bane mentions he can absolutely go wrong with burpees. Well, I mean, <laughs> you can do them wrong, but you can't argue with the results. I, I was thinking maybe we should just do five minutes of plank every time our prime minister says, uh. We would get Great. literally nothing that else. That would be done. the rest of my 2020. <laughs> be the rest of your 2030 as well. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, the last thing I had on my list is maintain the things you've been putting off. If there is rust on your tools, if there are, if there's equipment that needs fluid changes, um, if you need to paint something, um, especially rust on tools, right? Make sure your tools are sharp. It's a, it's a, um, it's a. You're only as sharp as your axe, uh, something like that. Um, if your, if your tools have, if your tools need tuning up, or you've got, you know, I've got, you know, my chainsaw, my chainsaw chains that I can go and sharpen. And there's always something that you can improve. Um, there's everybody's got that shit list of things they don't want to do. Pick one and do it. Yep. I think Andrew had the best list of all here for uh, stuff to do for the... Oh, uh, yeah. Lo- load mags. Podcast over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all my ammo's already in mags, so... Yeah, what were they doing empty to begin with? I have to ask. Yeah. We're just after, after really, matches. We have a different amount of mags. <laughs> <laughs> empty, empty, empty mags are like dull chisels. They just simply are not allowed. Hey, just actually, I want your professional opinion on this one as well, because I've heard like different schools of thought on everything. Uh, as far as wear and tear on the springs, is it just movement of the springs, or is it you can leave them loaded oh and, or leave them empty I'm or whatever? Beer. <laughs> and, and while we're on the topic, what's the best gun for bear defense? Oh, God. No, zombie defense. Come on now. <laughs> Wrong show. Um, yes. It's the one in your hand, clearly. Anyway. Uh, um, loading, loading magazines, the loading and unloading, the working of the spring will degrade the spring over time, but we're talking... With modern Molly springs, uh, Molly chrome vendium springs, like any kind of modern spring material, you're talking about hundreds of thousands of cycles before you see significant wear. I don't care what some guy on the internet said. Put bullets in magazine, leave magazine loaded, the way John Moses Browning intended. That's right. um, Not to split hairs, but aren't you some guy on the internet? I am some guy on the internet. <laughs> okay. But I mean, he's got some agency, though. <laughs> <laughs> More than most. We'll put it that way. Well, no, uh, load I, your I, mags. Yeah, no, leave them, leave them loaded. That's how they were designed. Yeah. It's good for them. I, I, I do have a, a few other points, though, but this is, I mean, not dissimilar from what Ian and Alan have already said. Maintenance, indoor maintenance, painting the things indoors, doing all of the indoor things it's probably cold and terrible out so until you're ready to go outside and deal with cold and terrible do do the indoor things do the plumbing job do do the painting job do the sanding do the priming do the drywall patching do all of the indoor things that you can do while you're warm and dry and happy until it's time to not be warm and dry and happy anymore and then go and do that job and make sure that you're appropriately prepared to go and do that job winter jackets gloves hats all of that good stuff and they go back inside and do more inside jobs because there's always more there's always chores so my uh my better half asks me regularly what i'm doing today chores chores what's what's your plan chores there's always there's always chores it doesn't just work down the list there's laundry to do there's floors to be swept there's mopping there's Brass prep. There's battery checks. There's change the furnace filters. There's do all of the just work down the list, and it doesn't really matter what the list is. But I would, I would generally say as long as the power is on, I'm going to do the warm inside in my in my pants and shirt chores before I do the 
I'm putting my crazy heavy boots and gloves and jacket on and going out and like trying to change the oil in the truck kind of chores. That is not a thing I want to be doing when it's minus 20 and the wind is blowing and it's dark at three in the afternoon. And despite having like two months in lockdown here in the springtime, basically where I had most of the time off, I still didn't actually like finish off my honeydew list, which is amazing. Like I thought I would have clocked off most, if not all items. It didn't actually disappear. Like it doesn't exist. That's not, that's not a thing. It's yeah. No, it's just it's a you just, you just whittle it down a little bit. Or get yeah. the less the, the uh, lower priority stuff pops up on the list now, right? My other suggestion that you guys didn't touch on, I mean, a uh, little bit, Ian talked about reloading ammo. Reloading ammo in the winter is my go-to activity. Brass prep is a never-ending battle. Lately, closer to ending with the lack of AR-15s, but there's always brass prep to do. I'm sitting on something like 15 gallons of 223 that needs to be trimmed and loaded. It's clean. But now it needs to be trimmed and loaded. It's, um, it's a lot. Keep me busy. Yeah. Hey, so if I ever get around to... Well, how many did you figure it was in a five-gallon bucket? A, a, a couple of 6,000 or so. Yeah. So 20,000 rounds, give or take. Give, give or take. So I, there's always brass to, to, to prepare to trim and chamfer and deeper and eventually load. There's always pistol brass to prep. There's always there's always brass to run through the tumbler because the tumbler is a finite size and it takes a day to dry and so on and so forth. So there's always brass. There's always gun maintenance to do. When was the last time you took your shotgun apart and cleaned it? Uh, about two weeks ago, yeah. just for kicks. Yeah. So you can take it apart and clean it again. It's probably not clean yet. Take it apart and clean it again. You could probably take your pistol apart and clean it again. Oh, yeah. When was the last time you took an AR out of a safe? You could probably take it apart and clean it again. It's probably not clean. <laughs> oh, half of my ARs are clean. If I do that, I'll just start to cry a little. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's good for it. And let's, you know, you care. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but I mean, like, there's all there's all the firearms maintenance stuff to do. As long as we still have power, as long as we're, you know, we're not dealing with, like, having to fuel out generators and make sure the food stays frozen, which, I mean, it's Canada. So the generator goes out, just take the food outside. You'll be okay. Bane but, mentioned that in Canada, uh, a loaded bag is hardly a strain on any of the P mags. Well, true. No, but if, if no, you get not, if you if you get the mission first tactical ten rounders, they are full capacity at that point. I mean, it is all it, it goes to eleven. No, it only goes to ten. Yeah, ten point five. <laughs> <laughs> it only goes to ten. Uh, the other thing I would I would suggest not uh, dissimilar from Ian talking about making a fireplace bread. Get your magic stick out and start making some beer or mead. Make booze. Brew some alcohol. Load mags. Make illegal machine guns. <laughs> oh, did you say that last part out loud again? Yeah. Load mags. Make illegal machine guns. Load ammo. Make booze. Don't pay taxes. <laughs> this show is for entertainment purposes only. We we do we do not endorse doing things. Yeah, okay, maybe don't actually make illegal guns, but go learn how to use all your, you know, you're in the in the shop in the winter and it's time to go and learn a skill like how to use a Dremel CNC machine. Yep. Time to learn to use a lathe. Yep. Use get your, the old your, Dremel out and be a gunsmith. Get your, get your Dremel out and start start filing down uh, 
don't forget, the, limiters. Yep. Don't forget the GB weld then at that point. We've got to break up the Dremel. you got to do the, uh, the yin and yang thing, right? you got to put stuff back. Yep. Well, podcast challenge time. That's a, that's a lot of stuff that we can do. Like, there's mm. so much. Well, that's why I understand people never, say I'm, I'm bored. I'm never going through the list. Well, yeah. this, is, this is what I mean. This is why I was making the joke earlier. Like, I haven't been a gamer since, like, 2003 because I don't have the time. Well, because you're adulting now. That's That's it. So our podcast challenge for this week, be like Andrew. Don't waste time. Every day, have a plan for that Make day. Make illegal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> have a plan for the day in advance to ensure you are productive, making the most of whatever time you have. Also, I will argue with Andrew that you do have time. You are choosing to not make it a priority. You all, yeah, that's you, fair. You can, you can make time for whatever you want to. But you you can deprioritize things like gaming, so that you can reprioritize things like actually shooting or work so, or, whatever, or work or whatever. Yeah. Um, making alcohol, making alcohol—that's a far higher priority than video games for most people, as it should be. I think. Um, yeah. Um, before we move on, Ben like has a really good point, and I don't know how I missed that, but read. Um, there are all kinds of books out there. Um, PDFDrive.com, by the way millions upon millions of books in PDF form. Um, a little tough to read sometimes, but they are uh, like just, they don't scroll as well as a Kindle does. Um, but there are infinite books on infinite subjects out there um, if you ha- if you still have access to the internet. So that's our podcast challenge. Don't waste time. Let's see here. Um, yeah, Bane Ironham makes mention of the fact he, d- he generally reads books as well during his downtime on how to make stuff, but you know, legal legalities decided upon presentation to the judge. <laughs> so, if it never if it never gets in front of the court, it's never it's not illegal. Yeah, and that's uh, why I don't go to court. Right. <laughs> Absence makes the heart go fonder. <laughs> Upcoming events: uh, We've got the BC Sportsman Show here, March fifth to seventh in Abbotsford, BC. Uh, Maybe COVID defendant, of course. Uh, website is listed there in the show notes as well. Uh, now. Uh, fundraising moment. The 2021 Gunny Girl calendar is now for sale on the CCFR website at uh, firearmsrights.ca. Uh, links in the show notes. Not so much that you know I want to have the female fireman's calendar equivalent for guns, but um, it's just you can actually win stuff. You can win guns, you can win gear uh, by registering your calendar, and it triggers some people, which makes it even better. So, I mean, for 20 bucks, raise some funds for women's shooting programs, maybe win a gun out of it. So... Cool. That's all I have for that. Shoutouts. I got nothing. I don't like people. Fair enough. Uh, let's see here. New listener Ryan, hopefully listening tonight. Um, also, listener Cam for a successful elk hunt because he just got back yesterday. Local guy to me, and he's actually the guy raising my pigs. Pig, singular. Uh, that's coming up uh, in two weeks now for, for Slaughter Day. But uh, he just got back from a successful elk hunt, so good for him. Uh, oh, on that note, if anybody's listening right now that happens to have done some trapping in the past, can they contact us, please? We don't want to pick your brain on a couple things or maybe get you on the show. And I think that's pretty much what we had for shout-outs. Uh, shameless plug, just a mention on rapidsurvival.ca or prepperpodcast.ca. There's an Amazon link. If you go to that link, you don't have to buy what's there. Just do your shopping from there. We get a little bit of a kickback on it. Uh, please visit that for the show notes. And iTunes reviews. I uh, got one from Brian. 
And he just mentions disturbing video from the World Economic For- Forum. For context, Al Gore and our deputy PM, uh, Christia Freeland, are on their board. And he put a link in the show notes. I watched the video. And um, the first line out of it was, you won't own it- anything and you'll be happy. I would disagree. Um, the other thing he mentioned is the fact that you'll have to share cars with other people and a bunch of stuff. It's basically just a screaming advertisement for communism. And clearly, if that's their end game or end goal, that's bad news for everybody. So I'm in. I, I am absolutely blown away to hear that Al Gore is uh, talking about communism. Whatever, and however he's however he's bundling it. But considering I, his net worth, yeah, it's kind of funny actually. Blown away yeah. by that. Yep. Yeah. Well, he'll still be rich and live in a dacha and have a what's the Russian car? A Lada. A Lada. So he'll have a dacha and a Lada. And three mistresses, and we'll all have no property. So yeah. it's still a net win for him. Sounds yeah. right. We still have armed bodyguards, you know. We'll have no guns. No, no. You'll have no guns. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, we'll have no guns, still have armed bodyguards. Yes, yeah. yes. I also have no, no guns. No, none at all. Yeah. Hmm. Um, we did have another email from listener Darren. It says, hello, sirs. Have you ever thought to record a spoof cover of the intro music to your podcast? Eric hamming it up and down on the bass, Ian keeping time on the snare, wishing he was Neil Pert, and Alan... (laughs) (laughs) Easy. Finger-picking the guitar like a schlag. BTO meets BNL. Uh, (laughs) I know what you're thinking there. Uh, Actually, I was going to mention I could never do a snare drum, but I uh, I actually looked up the jaw harp, the doing, 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 doing thing. And uh, it's got a horrible name originally, what they used to call it. I I won't even repeat that on the show for fear of getting, you know, de-channeled on YouTube. But, um, yeah, the the jaw harp is in the very interesting little instrument maybe i'll that's about um, my skill level right there i i do have i do have a number of guitars lying around um i even learned how to play them at some point in my life i would not be in any way shape or form competent to put it on youtube um i think that sure there, may be a time you. We, there, there may come a time when we you know put uh put lyrics to it because that could be fun but uh to honor the to honor the talent that went into actually creating that music, um, I think uh, I think we can't do it justice. Actually, Eric's got the guy's name, but I can't even remember who uh, who actually was the guy that did their music for us. It was it was a local guy to Eric, and he he yeah. also did the logo, I believe. But um, yeah, Eric Eric has that information. Whoever you are out there, Eric, please stop taking weeks off. We need you. Um, thank you for that. We appreciate your intro music. It's phenomenal. You can see what disaster it is as soon as Eric leaves, but anyway. <laughs> All right, we're going to bring episode 92 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast to an end. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Please help us out and submit a review. It helps other people find us. Uh, we do record these shows live on Facebook and YouTube. If you want an early peek at the show, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Canadian Prepper Podcast, and click the notifications tab. That gives you an alert when we are going live. You can contact me directly on Instagram at PPSWO or... By email, Alan with one L at prepperpodcast.ca. I actually did get an email. Um, Colin, if you're listening, um, I, I did see it. It took me a little while to get to it, but I did see it, and we'll uh, talk about that another time. That's that's all I got. Andrew, where are you? How do we find you? You can reach me at Canadian Patriot Podcast. We record Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. Ian's there. Alan's been there. I think Eric's been there. Yes. All the cool kids hang out there. We 
complain about the government and talk about the government. <laughs> do you uh, do you have a store as well? I I do have a store. You can't find me on social media, but you can definitely find me at RagnarokTactical.ca. Body armor, first aid supplies, firearms training, boots. I sell a lot of boots. I never thought I'd grow up to be a shoe salesman, but here we are. Yeah, Al Bundy got it right, man. That's right. He's a Buddha in his own little way. Yeah. What was it? What was it? I forget who said it. Somebody told me once, uh, spend money on your footwear in your bed because you spend most of your time in one or the other. True. It's good advice. That's why I have good sheets and good shoes. Exactly. Is just Ultimas you sell, or what else do you sell there for boots? Uh, Ultima, Original, SWAT, and uh, once upon a time we used to do Smith & Wesson because they're all under the same umbrella, but Smith is kind of a dead product line. I've worn Original SWAT boots for many, many years. I can attest to their comfort. Uh, I actually have a pair that are still in my uh, in my uh, truck box so that I, if I manage to find myself in a place where I'm not wearing boots and I need to get home, I have a nice pair of comfortable, warm um, boots that will get me there. What's up with yeah, this? they're maybe not. They're maybe not the best boots ever made. They're not mountaineering boots. They're not going to last you forever. But for a reasonable price, they are a reasonable quality boot. I think. Yep. What's up with those Solomon boots they have for uh, Ipsy guys and stuff like that? I I don't think uh, Solomon's not in anymore. It used to be like the Solomon Speed Cross was like the Ipsic shoe. Yeah. It had like the speed lace thingy. Those those are out now. Nobody's wearing Solomon's anymore. That was very 2019. 2020, they have a whole different thing. I think it's a keen boot. I don't really keep up on my Ipsic, though. Well, now that we've uh, spurred out on boots for two minutes in the middle of the outro, um, you can reach Ian directly by emailing me at the Western Retreat at gmail.com. And you can also find me indeed on Canadian Patriot Podcast on iTunes and YouTube. There you can find us by discussing uh, government waste and society in general. Makes me want to lock myself in all on my own. Eric asks that you please check out rapidsurvival.com or you can question his absence at feedback at pepperpodcast.ca. We uh, mentioned patches, t-shirts, and opportunities to shit talk uh, Eric all you want uh, while you're there. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, be prepared, stay safe. And keep learning. And build illegal machine guns. (laughs) Theoretically. (laughs) 